Blog Talk Radio. Good evening once again. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another edition of In the Author's Corner with ATN. This is your host, ATN Agit, and I'm happy and excited to share with you tonight the lady who has gone through a lot, but is turning around and helping others along the way. Before we go to our guests, let me just announce that if anyone wants to call in with a question or comment, they're welcome to do so. Let me give you the number. The number is 515-605-9812. I repeat, 515-605-9812. Call in if you have any questions. We will take those questions and comments. So with that being said, let's go ahead and learn who our guest is. Denise H. Turner is with us tonight. Denise, good evening. How are you? Hello, Ms. ATN. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Fine. Thank you. I'm glad to meet with you. Finally. We've been trying to catch yeah. up with each other. <laughs> well, that's good. Tell us a little bit about your background, please. Well, let me just um, say a little bit about who I am. I am a pastor's widow who lived a quote-unquote dream life, um, who subsequently experienced grief and loss, homelessness, abuse, and incarceration. Um, And I say, yeah, (laughs) I say, quote, unquote, dream life, because a lot of times people think that clergy families live these high lives. Um, They drive the best cars, live in the best houses, have a lot of money. Um, And many times that could be true, but also the burden of ministry gets to be really heavy many times, um, and it's not a quote-unquote dream life. Um, but I yeah. went through those experiences, and, and I now, um, I, I want to help others who are going through various yes. life crises to help them survive, and not just that, but to thrive. Uh, there's a difference in surviving and thriving, um, and I want yeah. to help people to get through the traumas that they've experienced, to get to yeah. the roots of those traumas, uh, determine where they come from, work on that, dig deep, go through the work, and you come out on the other side in a, a productive life. So what you're saying is in spite of what all you went through, all the negatives you went through, you turn them around to help others. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, what the enemy means for good, God can turn that around. So it, he works it out for our good and for his glory, and that's what I'm doing. Well, if I remember correctly, Jesus accepted his father's command. He suffered a lot before he could even accept it as a man, but then he finally mm-hmm. gave in and said, yes, I have to do what my father told me to do. And what did he do? Absolutely. He sacrificed himself for us, not for himself. Yeah. He was already. He could just... Right. Not the thing to do back to heaven, but no, he was obedient. And something else I learned too in the last couple of days that we won't have a good life unless we didn't have someone to help with or be helpful to others. 
I don't know if I'm saying mm-hmm. it correctly. You're helpless to others. And when I stop and think about that, isn't that what Jesus said when he came to, to earth? Help others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what he to was help doing. Others. He didn't drive Absolutely. around his cabin. <laughs> Absolutely. He could have made a cabin. Absolutely. But he wrote it down to instead where he walked. Yeah. And he just right. wanted people to humble, humble, humble. But I'm not here Absolutely. to talk about me. I'm here to learn more about you. And <laughs> you just touch my, touch my soul. So yeah. what exactly is it, Denise, now that you're saying that you are? Well, um, if you had asked me at the beginning of 2015, I was one person. The beginning mm-hmm. of 2021, I'm a totally different person. And, okay. and I think going through... Everything that I have gone through, I have been resilient, depended on God. I have um, resisted the enemy, and I have gotten back up and keep, and keep pushing forward. So today, um, I am a much stronger person. I am an independent person, um, and I'm yes. able to um, help people along the way before I, and, and I have always been in service, public service, church mm-hmm. service, um, but I was always behind the scenes. I would always help in ministry. Um, yeah. And and to, to really look at me, um, I was probably a more shy person. Okay. Today, I'm a different type person. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm much stronger. So I'm able to get out there. Um, do public speaking, do classes, yes. teaching, education. My my gifts are um, administration, organization, and writing. And so I'm doing a lot of that. I'm doing a lot of teaching. So I'm a totally different person in 2021 <laughs> than I was 2015 and before. Right. But you know something that I've learned along the way? I've said this before on the, on the radio that we human beings are here on this world, on this earth, but God didn't leave us here alone. He put in our bodies and our brains our potential. But guess mm-hmm. what? We never look for what our potential is. As a matter of fact, I was in college, and that's when two different ministers and a professor, each of them saw potential in me that I didn't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to share with you what happened with me and then, you know, pass it on. Okay. When I, was in the, when I was in the Air Force, I was working as a clinical social worker, and I was asked by this one chaplain to help him do a parenting, a parenting training program. Now, who am I as a young guy, just got married, just joined the Air Force? How am I to train other people to be parents? I didn't know, and I was scared. But what I did politely was, okay, Chaplain, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And I waved my hand to wave him off politely. But you know what? He never gave up on me. About a week or two later, he said, well, are you ready now? I said, oh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And he went his way. He said, okay, no problem. And about (laughs) about a third week later, he was in the men's shop, and I was in the men's shop. As he pulled the hangers apart to see what their, our eyes connected, he says, well, are you ready now? I said, oh, my gosh. 
this man is not going to give up. So I listened to what he had to say, and the only regret I had was I didn't answer him the first time. He saw a potential in me that I didn't even know what potential was. And that's where I learned wow. that God gives us all potential in different ways. He does not tell mm-hmm. us what potential is. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. That's, that's up to right. God. But we all have potential to do something. So that's Absolutely. And that's what you're saying, too, we, right? Yeah. You can, go ahead. Yeah. We, we all have potential, and a lot of times he may not reveal it until later or when we're in yes. certain circumstances or situations. Yes. Um, so that can happen, too. And the other thing too, that I learned is if we don't have negative things on this earth, we won't have anything to, to, to struggle for. We'll just yeah. go ahead and accept. So when we have negatives, it, it gives us something to work for. So let's it move on. It also builds us up. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. it builds us up, though. It, it, it creates character. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Potential helps us become, well, I used to say, maximizing your potential. Because once mm-hmm. you know what your potential is, you can build and build and build. That building is success, success, success. Now you right. think that you're doing what you love, but God put it there for you to use. So let's move on right. to uh, how does a pastor's wife end up in such a devastating situation? Or situations, plural. Yeah, wow. Um, so my, my husband was a pastor. Um, we were married for 38 years. Wow. And and during that pastorate, uh, he he only pastored two churches in his career. One was in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and one was in New Jersey. So with that last pastorate, he he pastored almost twenty nine years. Wow. Um, so it was a long term pastorate. There were there were things that were included in his package. You know, remember I said it can be a quote unquote dream life. He had a yes. really nice package in place. However, um, for some reason, the church reneged on their promise in that package. So he was, um, yeah, yeah. He he had to have a back surgery in uh, mm-hmm. July, well, actually in June of 2015. Um, and it was mm-hmm. no big deal. I mean, I had two back surgeries. You know, it was something that was, pretty much routine in that day and time. So he had to have this back surgery and he, you know, let the church know that I'm going to be out for a little bit, um, recuperating from the back surgery, which is normal. And they, what they did was they gave him a letter saying that you won't be paid while you're out. Now he had been pastoring for 29 years. We've never had a vacation, never took sick time. And we could not uh-huh. figure out why would I not get paid? There is sick time in my package. Yes. So long story short, um, it, it actually uh, devastated him that that happened. Uh, when he went to have the surgery in June of 2015, uh, the cardiologist could not even clear him at that time. And they asked him when he had a heart attack. He said, I haven't had a heart attack. He said, yeah, you did. You had a silent heart attack. 
So they had to postpone mm. that for 30 days. So he, mm-hmm. he ended up going to surgery July the 22nd of 2015. Um, mm-hmm. So how I ended up in those um, situations was the fact that um, he was so severely depressed that he Amen. lost his will and his motivation to live. Yes. And when I really figured that out, um, we have two grandkids. They were the light of his life. And when yes. they would call and he didn't want to talk to them, I knew something was wrong. Um, yes. So he continued in that state and he started declining every day. Um, and exactly four months to the day that he had surgery, he actually yes. just lost his will and he passed. Um, yes. So at that point, I had nothing, nothing at all, because I had spent the, the previous 10 years in ministry with him. <clears throat> so I didn't have an income. I, I had a, a career, mm-hmm. but I left my career to help him in ministry. So I had no wow. income. I didn't really have a house. I was living in a house owned by the church. Um, and at some point, I had to leave that house. They put me out of the house. No income, what? no house. Yeah, so oh. I ended up being homeless. Um, <clears throat> and it, it was only my daughter and I, and we were homeless for over one year. Because we had no place to go. We had no money to even go someplace. So that's Mm -hmm. how we ended up um, in that situation. Oh, my goodness. I'm just flabbergasted right now. I can't believe how a church could do that. I mean, that's what churches are supposed to do. Well, right. And, yeah, that's something that... um, is more uh, <clears throat> more prevalent in this day and time than you would yes. think it is. Um, and I belong yes. to, I'm in a support group with a bunch of other pastors' widows. And there's mm-hmm. so many different instances where they have gone through the same thing. And really? and I was like, wow, this really happens? Yeah, and then I started doing research and and found out that it happened so many more times than we even think about. What? So many. Yeah. So so why do they become pastors and ministers if they're not going to be taking care of their own pastors and ministers in the church? That's a good question. That's a good question. But remember, our churches are made up of us. Um, yes. It's made up of people um, who beings. have their own issues, right? Yes. Human beings yes. who have their own issues. They've had yes. their own hurts, betrayals in life, yes. and they they have not dealt with them. And that's one thing that I do with releasing trauma, because if you have yes. some trauma, you're going to defile somebody else. You're going to pass that on yes. to somebody else unless Makes you sense. deal with it. You make a lot of sense. And, yeah. Yeah. And so that that's what happens a lot of times. And, and I had to sort of realize that, come to that realization afterward um, to say, okay, well, you know, yeah, they're church people, but they're still human people. They're still people. Yeah, um, yeah. They have their own hurts, their own betrayals, um, yeah. and they're going to pass that on to other people. Is it the right thing yeah. to do? No. Yeah. 
And just as I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the life of Jesus giving us example after example. He mm-hmm. and one of his disciples betrayed him. Mm-hmm. And he never cleaned that with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even Peter. And so the, and, one yeah. Right. And I had to realize that. So, you know, I, you know, I had to say, well, I'm no different than Jesus. I'm no better than Jesus. He was betrayed. Why would I think I wouldn't be betrayed? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, and I don't mean funny humorously, but the, the, the weird thing is Jesus was victimized, but he had all the power. He just went for the flow. He just let it go. And let people do what they need to do. That's yeah. amazing. Wow, I'm learning so much just from having you here. And from what I <laughs> heard earlier this week, we had a lady who was a, that was, a still is, a survivor of a near-death situation. Wow. Mm. If you had a chance, listen to it. It's on, it's on our, our um, whatever you call it, ar- archives. Mm. Archives. Okay. Let's get back to yeah. Let's get back to uh, so. How did you? How did God help you restore you from your losses? Um, and and you know the, the thing is that's something else that I really had to learn. The Holy Spirit had to show me. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to trust me, even when you don't understand what you're going yeah. through. You have to trust me. Um, And I looked at everything that I had been through with my husband. Um, I depended on him totally. Um, If we had any kind of situations that we needed to get through, my first thought was, okay, you pray us through. You the pastor. (laughs) And so (laughs) I depended on him. And God had to tell me why. Are you going to him first? I am your refuge. Why are you not coming to me? Good so point. that was something that really opened my eyes, and I had to see yeah. that I was going through these things for a greater purpose. Yeah. And um, after three years of suffering, being homeless, no income, Losing my Jeez. church family, all of that, I I was restored totally in three years. So wow. he passed in November of 2015. Yeah. November of 2018, I was fully restored. He had given me a what? place to live. He gave wow. me a brand new job. He gave me a brand new car. He gave me uh, my church family back. He gave me friends, my character, my integrity. All of that Mm -hmm. he had restored back. So I really began to see there, there was a greater purpose that I went through all of this. And this is how he restored me from all of that. And it was so amazing because three years exactly, my husband passed the week of uh, Thanksgiving in November 2015, mm-hmm. and it was the week of Thanksgiving 2018 that wow. I was fully restored. And the number three mm-hmm. signifies completeness. 
Wow. And that was just so amazing to me um, how God did that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing. So I could see Mm. that everything that I had gone through, I went through for a purpose. I didn't understand why I was going through all of this. And, And, of course, I went through everything that a normal person would. God, do you see what I'm going through? Do you see the situations that I'm in? When are you going to get me out? And I became (laughs) angry at God. I became angry at God. Yes, because you were impatient. You want this to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But he totally restored me in three years. and, And I began to see this is why I had to go through this. I didn't understand. Yeah. Now I do. Well, you know something? Your husband was doing what he normally would do as a pastor. But as you have said, you have learned and he has learned that he's in a community called a church where there are other mm-hmm. people called pastors, but they are human beings just the same. And human yeah. beings are not perfect. <clears throat> Whether they try to be or not, they're not perfect. And the worst yeah, part is absolutely. when you expect them to be helpful, they're not perfect, and they turn around. Whew, well, not even yeah. go there. Wow, and none of us wow, are wow. perfect. Exactly, none of us are perfect, exactly. but there's power in forgiveness. Oh, well, yes. There power is in power in forgiveness. In forgiveness. Yeah. Thank you, and and uh, praise to God because he does so much for us that we don't really know and see unless we Absolutely. focus on to watch and see. That's right. Many times we don't know. We don't understand. We yeah. we we can't even see it. And, and sometimes yes. we can't even explain it if we see it. Yes. And the only way I know that it was God because there was no way that I could do anything. I couldn't do anything. When I got that apartment, I didn't even have credit. I didn't have money. So it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And that's how I knew it was him. And this is how he showed me, I am going to restore you. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing, amazing, amazing. So now you're back on your feet, and what are you doing? Well, well, what I did was I left that all behind. Um, And I left it behind because God restored my income. He restored my transportation. He restored my home. He restored my integrity, my character, and and my question then, again, here I am. I'm not satisfied. <laughs> so I said, well, God, you've done all of this. I thank you. But there's one thing that you cannot restore, and that was the love that I had. My husband loved me, and I knew it. He not only told me every day, but he showed me every day. I knew he loved me. So my yeah. thing was, God, you can't restore him. He's gone. He's not coming back. And it was right after that when I 
ask my church to forgive me for the reactions that I had to everything that had gone on, that God sent my high school sweetheart into my life. How? I'm like, wow. Okay, so now I have another love of my life. Um, And what I did was I took that on my own. I just ran with it. And I left everything that had been restored in New Jersey behind to move to Las Vegas to be with him. Unfortunately, that was a bad move. Well, I I say it was a bad move. Mm -hmm. I say it was a bad move, but actually God used that as well. Because had I not come out here, had I not been in a relationship or known him at this time. I knew him when he was 15, but had I not known him now, I would never know what a narcissistic person looks like. Wow. I told you, I have a degree in psychology. I knew what narcissism was. I know where it comes from. It comes from the Greek mythology. Um, of yes. the narcissist person who yes. was conceited, but there's yes. so much more to those traits, and I didn't know yes. that. I had no idea because I had never experienced a person like that. So here I am yes. now experiencing this, and I was in this relationship going through narcissistic abuse. I've never mm-hmm. in my life, okay, so remember, I've never been homeless, never been in an abusive relationship, never, and now yeah. I'm being thrown across the room every other day, thrown into mm-hmm. the floor, gun to my head. This is what I <laughs> had to go through. So oh now gosh. I know what narcissistic abuse looks like, and then I did some research. Yes. How many people go through these types of relationships? Yes. You would be surprised. And and the thing that I did first, the thing that I did first was I went to pastor's wives. You would be surprised how many pastor's wives go through abuse. Oh, yes, definitely. But well, they don't say anything. Yeah. yeah. Narcissistic they personality. Don't say anything. Yeah. Let me explain that for the audience, please. Narcissistic okay. personality is a, is a behavior, a negative behavior, that brings out domestic abuse. It brings out alcoholism. It brings out cr- criminal activities. It brings, brings out... Uh, all sorts of things people will do so that they can feel themselves. And all they're looking for is themselves, themselves, themselves. They consider that. As a matter of fact, for the last four years, we've had a good ex- expert, <laughs> example of that in a human being. And narcissism is very hidden. Let me share something with you that I, that I learned when I was asked by the chaplain to do the parenting program. I learned that children learn 
how to interact with their families, their families, their parents, interact with them in a positive way. But if the child wants to have something to eat and the mom is busy running her mouth on the phone or ignoring the child or is having all kinds of negative things in the house, drinking, doing drugs, doing their yards, and doesn't pay attention to the child, the child is going to do what? What do you think the child is going to do? Find a way to feed himself. So he'll crawl, yeah. crawl out of the out of the crib, go to the bed, to the um, refrigerator, climb up there, and in the process it will fall over or whatever. That child becomes a non-productive child. He doesn't know anything else. As right. a matter of fact, he becomes a child who um, becomes a manipulator. A manipulator is also what a narcissistic personality does. He will do things and say things and, and become like a magician, pull things away from people so that he could feel good, and he would steal and b- borrow. And His stealing wouldn't always be hidden. He would do it right in front of a person's face without yeah. even knowing it. And, and, and <laughs> I better stop over here because I'm beginning to ravel around the lawn with what to what we're talking about. But it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a reality. It really is. It is reality. Not yeah. Personality. And we may look at a person who does those types of things and wonder yes. why. Why do you do those types yes. of things? That's when you, you have to go them. back and trace yes. the roots of where that yes. behavior comes from. And that's what I do in inner healing. Wow. Yeah, people would not just think, personality or any kind of personality disorder, they are focusing on themselves, not because they are Absolutely. vicious, right. but because they have no other way to learn how to support themselves. Mm-hmm. So, as I'm going to feed me, I'm going to feed my way. When I get older, I'm going to feed myself by getting money. I'm going to get money by doing drugs. I'm going to get money by stealing at the, at the um, stores, shops. Interesting, interesting what, what we see. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, next question. How did you um, describe others who may not understand the relationship they have in a personal narcissistic relationship? Well, and, and I could see that, um, you know, once I got out of the relationship is really when I did a lot of research on it. Yes. Uh, but while I was there, you know, knowing what a narcissist was, I didn't even recognize that that is who this person was. Yes. I didn't recognize yes. that. I didn't know that. Yes, I and what I yes, had I to do, yes, yes, but what I had to do because I was um, going through so much physical, emotional, verbal, financial, social abuse, all of the, every abuse you can think of, I went through. Mm-hmm. And it was bad enough. Here we go again. Here we go. It was nobody but God. Nobody but God that protected me, provided for me, and got me out. Because at that point we had um, we had purchased a house. All of my money was going into the house. Um, I I thought I erroneously thought I can help this person. I know he has some issues. Um, he's been hurt in his life. 
I can help him through that. Yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> and yes. so God sent a sermon to me the the day that he that I actually thought that he was going to kill me. God sent a sermon that said there's some people that you cannot help. And when you realize that, that's when it's time to give them up to me. I'm like, wow, okay. And not only did he send the confirmation for that, but he sent additional money that month that I would be able to get myself out of that situation. So um, the last time that he ever laid his hands on me was April the 11th of 2020. And I walked out April the 30th of 2020. So within two weeks, yeah, Yeah. within two weeks, I was able to get out of that situation. And and so, you know, once I got out, I started doing a lot of research. And and I I saw this is him. Um, He had this unrealistic (laughs) sense of superiority. Um, and and you, you've already talked about some of the things that they do. Um, he needs to have this recognition, even when he has done yes. nothing to earn it. That's yes. who he is. Um, they live in a yes. fantasy world. They need constant exactly. praise and admiration. They have a sense yes. of entitlement. Um, they exploit other people, and they don't have any guilt or shame in doing it. Um, they frequently demean, exactly. intimidate, bully, or yes. belittle others. So these were the things that um, after I got out, I'm like, wow, this is what I was in. But what I was grateful for was that God kept me through it all, and he got me out because so many times people yes stay in these relationships, they get comfortable because they think that they are being loved. Not only and that, that's not love. They think, yeah, they think that they have to stay there because they can't support themselves. They're not there and for I love. couldn't support myself either. I couldn't yeah. support myself at that point. I know. I had to depend on God to get me out. Yes. So, you know, at some point, um, and one thing that I tell people, you know, you cannot stay in a toxic and unhealthy relationship. Uh, And a lot of people will say, well, we have kids together. I don't want to leave the kids. What does that do for the kids, even if you stay? Does that teach them that this is how you're to treat another person? Exactly, exactly. So you cannot stay in a toxic relationship. Exactly, yeah. While I'm listening to you, my brain is turning. <laughs> I'd like, I like to invite you to be on our next show next Sunday afternoon because there's a lady who's a survivor of, of uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. you name it. As a young mm. child, that's how she grew. She's well recovered right now, but she still has some physical issues to deal with. She and I, I, I'm working with her to do a talk show, and she's doing a wonderful job. I'm wondering if you would like to be on a panel 
with her and share what would help people help each other. Absolutely. I, know I, put you, I would love to. I put you on the spot. <laughs> okay, I put you on the spot. But that's okay. It's like <laughs> I thought I would you're bigger than I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Great. I would love to. Okay, I'll get I'll get this is why I'm here. Later. Good. Good, good, good. The lady I'm talking about is in Australia. And she had okay. to jump around a little bit to get away from where she was. And you'll get into mm. that later on. But thank right. you very okay. much for accept for that. So yeah, sure. How did you end up in, 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 in incarceration, if I may ask? Yeah. So um go back to the loss of my husband. Um, I did have a business, and when I lost him, my world crumbled. I, oh my, my heart was shattered into a million pieces because it was unexpected. I was hurt because he was hurt. He was severely depressed. I could not mm-hmm. do anything at that point. And that's another mm-hmm. reason why, you know, I, you know, I, I just could not get out of being homeless because I did yeah. not have the motivation, the fortitude, the strength to move myself yeah. forward. Um, so with that business, I was unable to focus on it. And and at that point, um, I neglected some things. I admit that I neglected things, um, and they filed a suit against me. So not only mm-hmm. did I have the, the, the lawsuit, but then the incarceration um, connected with that. Mm-hmm. So I had to get myself through that. And again, greater purpose. I've never been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Never. Yes. But while I was there, I was able to speak into the life of other people who had been incarcerated multiple times. Wow. But God used me to help somebody else through that situation. Just, just about did it feel that. good for me? No, it mm, did not. No. It did but not. you made it good out of the bad. Absolutely. You made it good out of the bad. Yeah, well, that's good. Absolutely. Whew. Denise, I'm so mm. glad that you're coming. You agreed to come here tonight because what you're doing and what you're saying will be helpful to our audience. They don't always be here at time because we don't have a regular schedule. We have a schedule that's at the convenience of our guests. Don't okay. worry about that because the show is recorded. People can listen at any time, any time at all. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, let me stop for a minute and pass on the calling number. Folks, if okay. you're listening to what's going on tonight and you want to be part of it, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You have a question or comment? Give us a call. Number is 515-605-9812. Now, I know people may not be readily in front of their computer or on their phone, but we can be reached that way. We are just back on the year since we had three years hiatus since the hurricane that did a damage to us back in uh, 2017. And we mm. got off the air because we couldn't get on here. But now we've yeah. been simply saying that we're slowly getting back on. And people haven't given up on us. They just don't know why we're here yet. So I'm spreading the word, and I'm asking you to pass the word on to whoever you want to 
Denise. Okay, let's go back and put things together. So you weren't calcinated and God brought you out, but in the process you were helping others learn about God, I assume. Is that that how you work? That is true. That is true. And and I, I did not break down one time while I was in there. You would think that I would because I've never been in jail. But I didn't break yeah. down one time. I'm looking at other people who have been there multiple times breaking down. And wow. that's when God said, speak life into them. And that's what Let's I did. Let's back up a little bit. When you said breaking down, what do you mean? Emotionally helpless? Emotionally, yeah. Um, they were crying. They, they, You know, yes. I had a couple people say, you know, I want to kill myself. I don't want to be here. I need to be home. I need to be with my kids. They were breaking down in tears constantly. Let's back up a little bit on that because that's a good example learning point. Why were they in jail over and over and over? Just like we said earlier, the parent did not know or didn't care to or for whatever reason didn't parent the child. So when that Absolutely. child grows up to be an adult, where does the child turn to? Whatever he or she can get. And nine Absolutely. times out of ten, if you get things that don't belong to you, if you do things that you don't have the right to get, if you do things that's mm-hmm. illegal, where are you going to end up? Well, for some people, they don't have a home, so they go to a jail and they get a free mm-hmm. meal, they get a cot, and they get, what do they call it, three hot in a cot? <laughs> Three hops in a cot, and and let me tell you, that is um, not good. (laughs) Three hops in a cot is not something that I would really want to have. Um, You're not on the street. That's true. But that's overrated. Trust me, it is overrated. Um, And then, you know, recidivism is, is very big. You know, if you have these different traumas that you have gone through, that you have not done the work to work through, yes. you, could, they, you know, there could be recidivism there. You know, you're going to do something to go to jail, and then you come out, you're so used to being in jail, you're going to do it again or do something yeah. else again that is against the law. Let's, let's, for the sake of our audience, let's break down that word recidivism so they can fully understand it. Yeah, going to jail multiple times. Back to back yes. to back. <laughs> yeah, it is. And we wonder yeah. why do a person go back and back and back? Well, they're not going back because they want to. Some right. do. But because they have no other way of getting there. Getting their they needs have there. no other way. They have yeah, no other they have way. No yep. They've lost hope on the street. Yes. 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 Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's move on. We're almost out of time. So, okay. We have about 15 minutes left, but I want to get as much as I can out of you because you have so much to offer our audience. Okay. Not just me, mm-hmm. but we're helping each other pass on the word to our audience. Yeah. So when you were incarcerated, you were helping others. And as you said, mm-hmm. you didn't break down at all because right. you kept yourself strong to help others. Now, what are you doing? And I understood. I, yeah, I understood. I understood why I was there at some point. I understood that God had me there to speak to somebody else, and that's why he kept me strong, and I didn't break down. 
Mm-hmm. One thing I've realized since we've been talking, everything you do in your life has a purpose, and God has been talking to you, and you've been talking to him. Could you imagine if you Absolutely. didn't know God? Oh, I, now, <laughs> I don't know where I would be right now. I cannot exactly. tell you. Exactly. And, and he could have cut me off because I was yeah. upset. I was angry yeah. at him. Yeah. yeah, you took you took the love of my life. <laughs> I was angry. And he could have yes. cut me off at any time. Yes. But he showed me grace. That's good. And you accepted it. And I and accepted, accepted it. Yes. Good thing. Well, I had no you. choice. <laughs> <laughs> You had choices, but they weren't good ones. Yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So how are you surviving now? How are things going? Well, um, you know, the, the, the funny thing about the word survive, um, you know, what that means is that you are living, you are existing. Um, and I like to say I'm thriving. Um, <laughs> I I do more than survive. I okay. am thriving because God has just placed me in a position where he has me doing what he wants me to do. Yes. Um, I am being propelled into his plans. It's no longer good. my plans. It's not what I want to do. Um, I had right. a really good job. I don't have that job. And, and, and I tried to write a book for six years. And yes. I should never figure out why I could not get this book written. And then it, it came to me one day, well, your story is still being written. So uh-huh. that's why you weren't able to write it. Yes. And then yes. having a full-time job, um, even after that, I could not get the book written. <clears throat> so now God mm-hmm. has, has put me in a position where I'm able to get this written, and he's saying, What's your excuse now? Yes. Do yes. you really have an excuse now not to do what I ask you to do? Wow. And so now I'm able to get the book written. I'm able to yes. teach classes. I'm able to help other people. I do one-on-one coaching, counseling, um, inner healing ministry. I'm able to do all of those things because I'm thriving. And I'm thriving. Into the I position of doing it. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you in. I was That's so excited. Okay. I wanted to say something. <laughs> what we have talked about today goes right back to what I have learned. I grew up as a the only male, the only boy, with a single mom, and she struggled to get me into church, into Catholic church, into Catholic school. Thank God she did that. But even more important than that was I didn't have a male role model in my family. So I didn't know mm. what I should do. All I did was doing was whatever my friends in the neighborhood was doing. And we were okay. not bad, but we didn't know what to do better. But the process, the process that, 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 that I've come to learn, God put us there for a reason. We have a potential. We can use that potential or we could toss it aside. And if we toss it aside, what do we get? Nothing. In fact, we get a lot of things, but they're not good things. So mm-hmm. the point that I'm making basically is what you've gone through 
in in a rough way, I went through in a different way, but we brought God brought us together in many many ways, because Absolutely. we look at me, I am here working with people on the on the air, and you work with people yeah. face to face, but uh, it's amazing. And yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. And it's something I would never have expected. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know anything about getting into radio and, and, and but I had to be at the right place at the right time. How did I learn it? I learned it on my own, basically, because that connected with me. I wish we had this years ago when I was in the college, but we didn't have it then. But when I was in uh, the college, I spent my time in the, in the, in the lab. Computer lab, and uh, mm-hmm. starting to pick little things here and there, and I said, you know, that is really interesting. That's a far better way to reach people rather than trying to reach people face to face, one by one, at a time. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm grateful you were in radio. It, it gives me the mm-hmm. opportunity to speak with you and to share my story, help mm-hmm. other people. I'm grateful. <laughs> the door is always open to you. Always open. You say the word. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So what's next for you, Denise? Wow. Um, the sky's the <laughs> limit. Um, <laughs> I I am I'm just doing so many things that I never thought yeah. that I would do with the yeah. writing, the, the coaching, the counseling, the teaching. Um, and, and what I see in my future, and I know that God will grace me with the desires of my heart. Uh-huh. Is to do public speaking more. I, I, you know, I do public speaking now, and I've been doing it for years, but I've never spoken to large audiences. That's what I want to mm-hmm. do. Um, I'm also working with different organizations who sponsor and create conferences. So I'm working mm-hmm. on a planning committee now for a pastor's wives conference. Um, yeah, I'm no longer a pastor's wife, but they uh, they need oh, to understand what happens when you lose that person. Oh. So I'm working with a group on well, that. Oh, well, um, wait a second. I, you know, probably your phone <laughs> went off here. You can't hear me? Hear them tagged in. So, Denise, we're right here. We're just waiting for you. Come on back when you get a chance. In the meanwhile, folks. This Can you hear me? This is a meaningful week for me because one story after another story, not the same, but so much similar, so similar. God put us in this world to help others. Can you hear me?
hear me? Yes, I can hear you. My phone got okay, turned off. Okay, I was listening to you before. I don't know what happened. It, my phone went out. My phone went dead. Oh, okay. Okay, but yeah, I can hear yeah, you talking. Yeah, I had to call them back in. I looked up and said, well, wow, oh. my phone is there, but nothing's coming oh, out. Oh, goodness. Well, okay. We still have about five minutes to go. So, yes, yeah, so we were yeah. talking about what we had coming in the future. And uh, yeah. I happen to believe that things will happen when they happen, when God wants them to happen. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. Good. Good for you. So you're going to it write a book. It has been a pleasure. Yeah, yes. writing a book. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. I'm writing several. <laughs> uh, not only am I writing the main book, but I'm writing some e-books as well. No, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. All right, all right. Well, like I said, there you have a lot to offer. You really do. Okay. Well, other things further I want to say, just before we 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 shut down, just want to get that number again. The number is area code five one five six zero five nine eight one two. Yes, five one five six zero five. Nine eight one two. As we can see, technology is a wonderful thing when it works, but every once in a while <laughs> it falls apart. You have to right. Stand up, move forward, and keep on going. And that's what we did. Yeah. Denise, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you so much for coming in and sharing what you had to share. I'll get back to I you. I appreciate your invitation. Um, and can I just mm-hmm. say um, that I would love for mm-hmm. people to join me um, on my sure. different platforms. I have a Facebook page, First Lady Ministries. Um, I have a Facebook group, Trauma Release with First Lady Denise. Um, and yes. then I have my YouTube channel, Instagram, Pinterest, all First Lady Ministries. So there's plenty of different platforms <laughs> where you can find me along with the website, firstladyministries.org. You are in the move, lady. Yeah. You got to be. You got to be. Got to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I'm glad that we connected, and I'm glad that we are here together. Hey, we're just Likewise. Struggling, but we got it. We got it. Thank you very <laughs> much again. We'll see you in Thank you so All much right? for the invitation. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, same here. Uh, You're welcome. We okay. appreciate you, too. Thank you much. Thank so you. So long, folks. Right. We'll see you next time around if we're back in. Calling off.